You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. Before starting this episode, we'd like to say a huge thank you to David, first for getting in touch with us and then for coming on as a podcast guest. David has his driving assessment coming up shortly and wanted to go over a few hints and tips that he could use in preparation. While listening to this episode, Listen out for Kev taking David through a timeline exercise where he imagines different stages in the run-up to his driving assessment. This is an NLP exercise and this is something you could do for yourself as well. So let's get on with the episode. In this episode, we're talking to David who got in touch with us after listening to the podcast. Hi David, thanks for joining us. Uh, hi, Tracy. No problem. Um, so, David, how can we help you today on this podcast? I think that I've had a few lessons and a few tests, and I think probably I just need to get over the line, and it's probably on the day a little bit of nerves because I seem fine. I get out the test centre. I'm like, oh, I can do this, you know. And then I'll come up with something that I've probably done a hundred times and I go, oh, so I go down a a one-way street and I'm in the wrong lane. I should be right, I'm in left. And then I should be in the left lane and I'm actually, there's a car beside me. And um, yeah, I, I just, I think the nerves get to me a little bit and it's controlling those nerves on the day because my instructor has told me I'm a safe driver and I believe I am a safe driver and I want to be a safe driver when I finally get my license uh it's just getting over the line brilliant hopefully we'll be able to help you today yeah <laughs> thank you so my immediate thought was how are you doing in your lessons? Are you driving independently in your lessons or is your instructor still having to guide you on some of those areas, such as being in the right lane? Sometimes, but what we do is I say, if I don't do something, I literally say to him, look, can we do that again? You know, can we do that again? Can we keep doing it until I get it right? Like last Saturday, I wasn't quite, I think we were, yeah, we turned in right, so we're going to go right. There was a car on my left. I kept going. I kept my indicator on for some reason. That should have gone off and then gone, when it's safe to do so, gone over to the left. So literally, I just said to him, can we do it again? So we went around the roundabout in Colchester where I live and then just did it again a couple of times. And then I was doing it and I was so chuffed. I do write down my lessons each time, how I do. And, you know, I have a bit of kind of a debrief, I suppose. 
Fantastic. So when you have that debrief with yourself, what do you take away from that debrief? I tend to probably focus on the negative stuff and the stuff I'm not doing rather than saying, well, I did that. I did that parallel park really well, or I did that forward parking into a bay really good. The manoeuvres, they don't really phase me. It's probably the roundabouts. And I'll probably speak for quite a few people with roundabouts. Definitely. And you're not alone with roundabouts. Roundabouts seem to be a fear for a few people. Mm. And and they were my original fear when I was learning to drive as well. So the question that I want to ask, Dave, is what is it specifically about roundabouts then that you would say you need to work on the most? Uh, Making sure that I'm in the right lane making sure that I give the right observation and the correct safe observation and then making sure that I signal at the right time. So I suppose it's a free sort of prong process there. Yeah. So can you think of a time that you've done all that before? Yeah, it just, it's, it's all the time. On this particular test, I was turning left and I was in the two lanes almost. So the, he, he gave me uh, a series four, yeah, which I understand. And I haven't done it since because I also, what I do is I go on Google and literally pretend I'm driving on the map. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And we really recommend that people use that. That's a great little trick. Yeah, and, and using that visualisation can actually help you prior to you doing something. Mm. So, again, you've mentioned manoeuvres and you're really good at them. They don't phase you. So you're probably visualising that without even realising you're visualising because you just do them. Yeah. So it's can we do the same with the roundabouts? And it sounds like you are, and it sounds like you have a good understanding of what's needed for the mm. roundabouts. Yeah. So the understanding's there. It's just controlling those nerves in a test situation, I think I'm hearing. Yeah. I don't even call it a test. Good. I'll call it an assessment, and I don't even call it – I don't call them lessons. I call them practices. In my diary on my phone, I've actually got practice. I took out lesson, and I took out test. Oh, lovely. Just as a kind of psychological – thing for me yeah no good so let's think about i'm going to say a week before your assessment how are you feeling i'm feeling in good place and i i know i'm capable of passing it is just on the day doing the right things and also i think there's something on might have been terry cook's podcast uh, the guest talked about breaking up the test into four 10-minute periods. Yeah. And I'm going to use that as a tool for my next test. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And those podcasts, for anybody who hasn't 
heard us um, speak to Terry in one of our previous episodes, those are driving test tales and also five-minute theory. And there's Mm. some really useful information and tips in there. So I'm glad you've mentioned those, David, because they're a really good resource for people out there. Because you can really identify with the, you know, what they're explaining to you. You think, oh, I did that. I remember that. Yeah, it's really good at normalising so mm. that you don't think that you're the only person in this situation. You realise that actually what you've experienced is quite familiar to lots of other people. Yeah, exactly. Lots of people experience the same thing. Okay, so you're going to break it down into 10-minute chunks. Yeah, love that. So let's take you to the day before your assessment. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Uh, excited. There's, there's that, I say little voice, but that little voice is very quiet at the moment because I'm confident. Uh, I'm not overconfident, but I'm confident. Brilliant. Now, I'm going to kick in really quickly here. Those feelings of excitement, describe those sensations to me. Well, I can, it's almost, Tracy, like a movie for me. Or a camera. Yeah. I can literally visualize now coming back to the test center, uh, doing the reverse uh, park into the bay. Because normally what happens is you come into the test center and you literally go in front of the test center in a certain bay if you've not passed. But if you do, I know off by heart. You go to the right hand side. And then he'll say, oh, can you do the uh, reverse parking? And that's when uh, I'm taking off the uh, the seatbelt and he's going back in the tent set and he's coming back and he's saying, I'm pleased to say that you've passed. And this is like my movie. Brilliant. And then I'm probably trying to control my jumping up and down and uh, <laughs> my... Uh, my release and yeah i've done it you know oh fantastic you know that sort of visualization is really powerful tell me what that feeling is inside what's the actual sensation in your body uh well it's butterflies but it's like i'm gonna be next week looking for a car or i'm gonna be sitting beside my wife in her car we're going to be uh driving together you know even if it's just tesco's and and then as the movie uh carries on we're going to cornwall or something like that yeah lovely and the reason for everybody else listening that i ask that question is because feelings of excitement when you feel them inside your body, you get that feeling that you described, that butterflies in your tummy. Mm. And that's all down to interpretation because that sensation feels the same whether you're excited or whether you're nervous. 
Yeah. And so I'm so pleased to hear you say that you interpret that sensation as excitement because, yes, it's excitement for what the future can hold for you Mm. once you've got past this point. So rather than interpreting it as, oh, God, I've got that feeling, I must be really nervous, oh, God, the nerves are kicking in, to go the other way and go, well, actually, do you know what? I think this is excitement. Mm. And to be excited about it gives you a whole different perspective, a whole different mindset. It does. And I think because I've waited so long for it, it's what I can see further down the line. Sharing the driving, going to Cornwall, going to different places, going to see my uncle, you know, etc. And that all sounds fantastic. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. So what I want to do now is just take you to the point where you're driving to your assessment. And what are you feeling now? I'm replaying the test routes, where I'm going to go, where I think I'm going to go. Manoeuvres in my head, you know, to get it right. It's all kind of positive thinking and trying to lock out any sort of negativity or, or anything like that. I always have probably about 40, 45 minutes before the actual assessment. Yeah. And I always, I've done it in the morning sort of purposely so that I can not sort of worry about the whole day. I can get up maybe seven o'clock, have some breakfast, listen to some music or something like that. Mm. And just not to get it over with, Kevin, just sort of so that you're not, worrying too much you've not got four or five hours to and because those negativity thoughts can mm. come to you know excellent again i love the positive talk there the, the it, keeping it positive is really good and what i'd like to do is just to take you a little step further and what can you do that moment before the, the assessment where you have about five minutes of waiting time you know, mm. where you've parked your car, you're ready. Yeah. What can be the best use of your time in that space that you have there? I think breathing, just taking that five, ten seconds or a minute or something, just breathe. Yeah, I've got this little bit of self-talk, you know, I'm going to smash it or whatever I'm going to say, you know, just to myself. Yeah smile when the examiner comes out and say, yeah, you've got this, David. Come on. Nice. Yeah, lovely. And I'm going to take you one step further. Imagine that you're now driving with the person sitting next to you. And what are you thinking now as you're going around on this assessment? Um, that. I've got 40 minutes. I'm going to break it down. You know, I'm going to take my time because that's possibly something I've picked up on a little bit of rushing, perhaps. So I've not got to, got to rush, take my time and just treat it as another practice, not an assessment, not something that I'm actually te- uh, being tested on or assessed on just something to enjoy and actually instead of 
thinking, oh, my instructor Steve's next, you know. It's actually, yeah, it's the instructor Steve instead of the examiner. And now you've told me that, how does that now make you feel? Even more positive. I'm like, let's do this, you know. You know, I'm ready. <laughs> I've, bre- I've done all the breathing exercises. I've done the right things in the morning. I've got a good night's sleep. I'm saying to myself that I'm ready. I can do this. Yeah, and and we're going to do it. I'm loving it. I'm just I'm loving the, the the talk through from the different stages up to your driving. And what you said at the beginning was you wanted to get out of this little chat that we're having is to be able to control the nerves. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel now with what you've told me on the lead up and actually? being on that drive, how do you feel now about controlling your nerves? I'm much more confident. I think I've got the tools to do it. I'm going to actually, when we finish, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. And Brilliant. I'm going to take that into the assessment. And when things, if I make a little error, I'm going to say, okay, so I've made an error, but... It's not the end of the world. I can keep going. I might still have got this. Mm. Yeah, that's important, isn't it? And you, this is something you've talked about, <laughs> Kev, a few times. Yeah, and I've noticed a few people that have done a, a minor mistake, should I say. I'll phrase it that way. And they've given up. And something <clears> else has happened during, before the end of their assessment. And the examiner said to them, you know, okay, so would you like me to explain why you failed? And they've gone, no, you don't need to because it, it was that point there, wasn't it? And they've gone, no, it was after that. It was mm. at this point. Yeah. And it's that giving up that people do rather than, okay, like you've just mentioned, it's a little mistake. I'm just going to carry on. Yeah. I think that's really good. And it's the assessment is not over until you've parked your car at the test centre. Yeah. Absolutely. Nothing. I mean, my instructor actually, that's something he said to me on last Saturday, that if you make an error or mistake, put it out of your head. Mm. Just keep going. You you just, you don't know. It, it just depends on uh, what kind of error, if that error turns into serious or major. Yeah, good. And it's, it's just something I'd just like to touch on just briefly with you is we mentioned roundabouts before. So imagine that you're approaching a roundabout. What techniques would you use now that's going to help you deal with that roundabout in a positive way? Uh, A bit of sort of planning. What do I need to do next? Look to the right, ease off the gas, and make sure that I don't go until it's clear. Just kind of, again replayer so i know what's ahead it's a bit like you're when i'm in the car and then there's i'm looking right ahead and there's a crossing and they may be a little bit away from the crossing but already i'm sort of anticipating oh what what if they change their mind and they go on the crossing which actually happened so that planning and scanning of the road uh, it's something i also picked up and 
I looked back on my theory and I did a bit more sort of hazard perception as well. Yeah. You know, about five or six clips just to, you know, make sure that it's fresh and it's something because I, I think that the theory and the, the practice and the assessment, they all go together, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So how do you feel now, David? I feel really sort of confident, you know. When I next do it, I've got this, you know, I can do it. Lovely. There was one little suggestion that I wrote down. When Kev took you to that point on the day yeah, and you were thinking about test routes and manoeuvres that might come up. Yeah. So what you're doing there is you're thinking about what might happen on your test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I thought might be helpful is perhaps to swap that slightly. And instead of thinking about what might happen, instead remember the things that you've already done. So right. instead remember your successes. So... If there are any little areas like roundabouts, or I think you mentioned lanes on a one-way street, instead of thinking about those and what you need to do, turn that round into remembering when you have done those successfully in your practices. Oh, okay, yeah. So actually what you're doing is you're remembering doing them correctly. Mm -hmm. And that just imprints it in a slightly different way in your brain so it's still remembering what you need to do and how you need to do it but instead you're remembering you doing it and that builds your confidence in the fact that I can do that correctly I do do that correctly I always do that correctly and it just becomes this is what you do and and the more you remember you doing it correctly, that mm. will become second nature. Got you. It's, it's what I call playing mind movies, as opposed to when you're thinking, oh, it might be this route, it might be that route. If it's this, I need to do X, Y, Z. That has a slight feeling of worry about it. Oh, okay. Whereas when you're thinking, oh, if it's, that one-way street let's remember me doing that correctly and you replay Mm -hmm. you doing it that has a feeling of more confidence oh i see yeah you're switching it around yeah no it's it's a really tiny swap so it's doing almost what you described but it just swaps it slightly so it's got a little bit less worry and a little bit more confidence because you're remembering doing that successfully and that imprints on your brain in a different way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that, definitely. I'll use that. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Brilliant. David, have you got any other questions? Is there anything you'd like to ask us? Is there anything else you would like to get out of today? I printed off the, what is it, the coaching wheel? Yeah, brilliant. I haven't started on that, but I'm going to have a look at that over the weekend can that just be for sort of driving or could you use that in other parts of your life the coaching wheel is it's a universal coaching tool 
that people use. I've adapted it for driving, but you can put any topic you want around that wheel. I mean, you could do a life coaching wheel Mm -hmm. where it could be some things like finances or relationships or work-life balance or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you want to put around that wheel to deal with your life. Yeah. It could be confidence. It could be anything that you want to put around that. And it's all personal to you. And then you would use the wheel exactly the same as you would for the the driving test wheel that we've created. Mm -hmm. And yes, it works in all aspects of life. Brilliant. Let us know how you get on with that. It'd be interesting to find out, did it give you an insight into your understanding? And was it what you expected when you join all your dots up around your wheel? Was it what you expected to find? Okay, brilliant. Thank you. I think that's... It's given me a lot of food for thought, a lot of strategies, a lot of tools. I call them my sort of toolbox, you know, how to deal with life and these sort of things I'll put in my toolbox. Just remember, we're always there as well. You know, we're there to reach out and just ask questions as well if you wanted to. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Um, So thank you so much for joining us, David. And Don't forget to let us know how you get on with your assessment once you've done it. I will. Thanks for inviting me. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, David. Thank you. You take care, yeah? Thanks again to David for joining us. And we obviously wish him huge luck in his upcoming driving assessment. So have you got any questions that you would like to ask Kevin and I in a future podcast episode? You can either leave us a message on our SpeakPipe page or just get in touch and let us know what's worrying you and how we can help you. And perhaps you could feature in a future episode as well. All of our contact details are in the show notes as always. And we've also got links in there to our free driving test nerves course and our free driving test coaching wheel. So have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.